by September 20th. Chaos in Kabul. Here's CBS's Kemi McCormick at the Pentagon. More chaos outside the airport. <laughs> CBS News has learned the U.S. mission in Kabul is getting reports the Taliban are blocking some Afghans with U.S. visas from getting to the airport. The U.S. is planning to open an additional gate to get more eligible evacuees in there faster. And the FAA says it will allow some civilian aircraft to fly into Kabul to help with the evacuations if they receive approval from the Department of Defense. That's because of a lack of high-altitude air traffic control services, it says. The Caldor Fire near Sacramento has now spread to nearly 60,000 acres. CBS's Jonathan Vigliotti. The Caldor Fire is producing more smoke than flame this morning as it burns in largely remote areas. There are thousands of crews fighting several fires here in Northern California, but with more than a dozen fires burning across the state, it's not nearly enough. Tropical depression Fred drenched the Carolinas and dozens of people are missing. 35 people are unaccounted for after epic flash flooding in mountainous Haywood County, North Carolina, west of Asheville. Leftovers of tropical storm Fred dumped a foot of rain in places. Sheriff Greg Christopher. We have been searching abandoned vehicles, homes, buildings for survivors. Dozens of roads and bridges have been washed away. Searchers are also looking for several missing people from a national forest campground near the North Carolina-South Carolina border. Some 100 people had to be rescued. Jim Crisilda, CBS News, Greensboro, North Carolina. In Southern California, a water shortage. Residents are being asked to voluntarily conserve. If that doesn't work and the tight water supply continues, it's possible mandatory measures could be put into effect. That's CBS's Steve Futterman. This is CBS News. This is Kevin Frazier from Entertainment Tonight. Treat yourself to an all-new season of E.T. starting Monday, September 13th. Go to etonline.com for where to watch. At Shell, we know from the time you get up to the time you wrap up, there's a lot of meetups, eat-ups, and hurry-ups. So come to Shell and get three things done at once. Fill up with Shell V Power Nitro Plus to help keep your engine running like new. Save up with the Fuel Rewards program and never pay full price for gas again. And snack up with in-store rewards to save even more at the pump. Make the most of the stop you need to make with Shell. And engines that continuously use Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gas. And see full terms and conditions at FuelRewards.com. Hurry to JCPenney and score three days of big savings for back to school. Shop hundreds of doorbusters all day, Friday to Sunday, while they last. And stock up on active gear, like 50% off select exertion tees, tanks, and capris for women. Plus, get fast savings on Fila athletic shoes for the family, starting at $24.99. Or use your coupon and get an extra 30% off at checkout. Weekdays are back in style. JCPenney. Doorbusters valid 820 to 822X. from coupon. Coupon valid through 822. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Another reason to unplug. The study says spending too much time on a computer, watching TV, or on other sedentary activities can raise your risk of stroke. The research published in the Journal of the American Stroke Association finds U.S. adults spend an average of nearly 11 hours a day connected to media like smartphones, computers, or watching television, while adults aged 50 to 64 spend the most time of any group connected to media. At the same time, while stroke-related deaths have gone down among adults above the age of 65, death from stroke is on the rise among younger adults 35 to 64. Linda Kenyon, CBS News. 
Marilyn Manson's in trouble with the law for allegedly spitting and blowing snot on a videographer at a concert in 2019. According to the affidavit, the videographer was in the stage pit at a New Hampshire show and Manson spit a big loogie on her. Manson returned again, covered one side of his nose and blew snot at her. He'll be in court September 2nd. Stacey Lynn, CBS News. If you're drowning in IRS debt, please get ready to take down this number to take advantage of the new IRS tax forgiveness programs. The IRS has recently hired private debt collection agencies to start collecting your outstanding taxes. Prior to call with Superior Tax Relief, I owe the IRS $33,000, and my wages had just been garnished. Superior Tax Relief put a stop to the garnishment and was able to resolve my tax problem. I walked away owing close to nothing. I would highly recommend Superior Tax Relief. They saved my life. We can protect you from the added fees and negotiations your tax liability. Superior Tax Relief can set you free from your tax issues. Call Superior Tax Relief to find out how you can qualify for the Fresh Start program that's now available. Don't hesitate. Call today, 800-898-7771. That's 800-898-7771. The consultation is free. The information is free. This call could save you thousands. 800-898-7771. That's 800-898-7771. 800-898-7771. Are you ready for an upgrade for your home? Then check out Superior Renovations in Albany for all your home improvement needs. Superior Renovations is a family-owned business of over 20 years specializing in bathroom and kitchen remodelings. Superior Renovations is committed to superior quality and results. For your free estimate, call 740-517-8795. Great references and great prices available for your next project. Superior Renovations, 27480 Old State Route 346 in Albany. Hello, my name is Kevin Tidd. My wife Carrie and I are the owners of the pharmacy on Stimson Avenue. For over half a century, we have been feeding the Athens community and providing customer service that is above and beyond your expectations. It has been our lifelong dream to run our own health and wellness store, and we enjoy doing so every day. Just like how we enjoy promoting our lifestyle on WATH and WXTQ Radio. Radio advertising has worked for us, especially in these trying times, and it can work for you and your business as well. Take it from us, Kevin and Carrie from the pharmacy. Hey, it's Boots. We'll talk car upholstery, garage door openers, and how to make teens better drivers. That's Auto Smarts Friday afternoon at 106 on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. Start your mornings with Scott Daly from 6 to 12. Hop on the party line from 9 to 10. Join Sky Hope on Classic Caravan from 4 to 6 p.m. And listen into the sports fan at 6.06 on Classic Hits 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Stay informed about the stock market from Goldsberry Wealth Strategies. Weekdays at 5.30 on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. The report follows the news. Raymond James Financial Services, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. Goldsberry Wealth Strategies is not a broker-dealer and is independent of RJFS. Ready to check home ownership off your bucket list, but worried you can't afford it? The Ohio Housing Finance Agency is here to help. We offer down payment assistance and discounted interest rates to recent Ohio college grads, teachers, nurses, veterans, and more. Not a first-time home buyer? We've got a program for you, too. Find out if you qualify at myohiohome.org. That's myohiohome.org. Home ownership. Ready when you are. Sponsored by the Ohio Housing Finance Agency, aired by the OAB and this station. In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH I 
Good morning, folks. <clears throat> Welcome to the party line. It's, um, let's see, the 19th day of August. And, of course, the year 2021. It's our monthly update with the mayor of Athens, Steve Patterson. He joins us via telephone today. But be aware, it's going to get up to 80 degrees today, and some rain is likely. 85 tomorrow, 87 Saturday, 89 Sunday, 1991 on Tuesday. Mercy, we're going to have a hot period here in the next few days. But let's get to our phones and get uh, our business underway with uh, Mayor Patterson. Steve, you there? I am here. Good morning. Here. Good morning. Good morning to you, Dave. Yes, sir. Welcome. Listen, um, this just—I uh, mean—the the thing we talk about all the time now for the last almost two years is COVID. Now, it's my understanding City Council had an interesting vote the other night, and um, and I've heard rumors both ways, um, but. The bottom line is, city county, the city council voted to do what? They voted to amend the face covering ordinance, which um, has never been rescinded. Uh, If you recall, back in July of 2020, city council quickly brought forward uh, an ordinance that would require people to wear face coverings when outside and not able to social distance themselves from each other, um, i.e. large lines of individuals heading into various establishments, uh, but also required to wear face coverings when indoors. Uh, Roll forward to earlier this year, it was changed. I believe it was in uh, the tail end of May. It was amended. Uh, and it was amended to follow the CDC guidelines, which was basically if an individual is vaccinated, fully vaccinated, that they do not need to wear a face covering when in indoors uh, or uh, in large settings. Um, and so that was amended then. Uh, individuals who were not vaxxed still had to wear face coverings when entering into businesses and went out and about. And then most recently, the CDC guidelines changed again. Um, and it was that if individuals uh, are, even individuals who are vaxxed, uh, need to wear a face covering. If you're in a county that has substantial spread or high spread, and for quite a while the, the city uh, or the county was not uh, uh, in that situation, but we currently are to where there's... Uh, substantial spread throughout the county. We're not high, but we are, you know, orange, yellow being low, orange being. Now, as I understand it, in the state of Ohio right now, 85 counties are in substantial. Right. Or high. And then only three. I'm sorry. I went with high. I, I said the wrong term. The high. 85 are high, and then there are three counties, of which Athens is one, where it's substantial, which is one one section lower. 
right? Right, right. Uh, that might be correct, um, but yes. So we are substantial. So that that is the trigger, if you will, that that uh, uh, the CDC guidelines come into play, which okay. is that everyone, whether you're vaccinated or not, needs to wear a face covering when inside a place that is open to the public. No, I, I so, was I was with a socially mixing it up with some folks last night. And they were saying, doesn't that place us, is, has, wasn't that action by the city council um, contrary to what the governor is saying? And I, I don't know. I thought I'd ask you. I, I don't know what the governor is saying. Uh, what, I, what, what we're following is we follow the CDC, the Center for Disease Control's guidelines. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't have a clue as to what the governor is saying. Okay. Uh, well, so you, uh, anyway, you, you think we're now in conformance, we're conforming to the CDC's recommendations. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Yeah, well, and, and I've been asked, you know, does that mean that I have to wear a face covering when outside? No, it does not. Um, I've also been asked, does that mean that I have to wear a face covering when I am at a private event that is not open to the public? Uh, and the answer to that is, no, you do not. Um, I certainly think, though, that if you're in a large, at a large event, uh, whether it's private or public, you know, that we're dealing with uh, the Delta variant. They, you know, the Delta variant is very different than the original COVID-19 to where uh, we're hearing uh, from Dr. Dick Gaskell that there are more and more individuals who have been fully vaccinated who are uh, contracting the COVID-19 Delta variant, whether they're um, uh symptomatic uh, and the ones that we don't know about and this again was my conversation with our good doctor um, is whether you know is, is people who are asymptomatic um, you know I think something that we all should be mindful of as well is that we have a population that is not even eligible for receiving the vaccine yet and those are individuals who are 11 or younger and it, for myself, being fully vaccinated, and if I could contract COVID-19, uh, the Delta variant, and either symptomatic or asymptomatic, I could be, you know, exposing my own daughters. Um, any parent could be exposing their own kids to COVID-19. And the thing that's troubling with that is that we're seeing the data coming in to where there are more and more um individuals who are 11 or younger who are not only contracting COVID-19, uh, but also becoming sick, and in some cases very sick, uh, or even hospitalized, which was not the case uh, with it early on with the initial COVID-19 that people were being exposed to. The data was showing that uh, there was low risk for younger individuals, but that's not the case with this particular variant. The other thing that Dr. Gaskell shared with me is that, you know, the Delta variant is the dominant variant uh, here in Athens County and in the city of Athens as well. Well, everywhere right now. Yeah. Correct. Correct. Well, I'm just saying that because I think there's a lot of people think, well, it's Athens, you know, or Athens County or, you know, 
well, cases are low. Well, the cases are on the rise, mm-hmm. and those cases... Uh, Interesting point I want to just bring out is that very few deaths with Delta, which is, but still, it's 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 not good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's not good for you. But um, you know, you know, the, the city um, <clears throat> uh, evidently bought a bunch of billboards and uh, put up uh, this one piece of artwork. It's a woman's face, and um, and at the bottom line, a very simple line: required. Required. And yeah, and that same sign has been put on um, small posters and then placed with all the businesses. Some have uh, taken them down now because it's a little bit different than just simply required. Um, others still have them posted. Um, you know, they're. This is going to sound real selfish. I wish you'd spent your money with us instead of these. <laughs> <laughs> these uh, billboards because uh, mercy uh, we can uh, accurize things on a far more frequent basis than a billboard and well, yes you can yes you can dave and let me just share um we we it didn't those billboards there's two of them yeah uh, one okay. was out uh, in between nelsonville and athens and the other was between basically Guysville Albany and Athens. And Athens. Yeah, Canaanville yeah. and Athens. Okay. Uh, those those two billboards were billboards that uh, have been paid for, uh, you know, annually paid for by the Athens County Convention and Visitors Bureau. Oh, um, really? And, okay. Correct. And Paige Alas, the former director, and now Boone Troyer have both been very kind to allow for that poster, that billboard, to go up. So... Uh, and the, the reality, Dave, is that it didn't cost the city a whole lot okay. to do that. Uh, well, <laughs> so, I'll, I'll get on their case. Anyway. Yeah, please. please <laughs> well, let's, uh, let, let's, let's, let's keep going here. What about, um, you know, what a time to be the mayor of a city. Um <laughs> The economic impact, the effects on businesses, the effects on safety personnel, um, you know, different activities or events that the city have annually held in, in resident, even residence activities. What, 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 what do you think's going to happen down the road here? Are we, I mean, we got um, the, um, what do you call it, the, the update coming. Uh, a third shot, which is supposed to help you with Delta and other things, and uh, they're they're very close now to having the immunizations. I didn't say that very well uh, for the 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 smallest youngsters too. Um, all of this in the next month or two. What what is your biggest concern with COVID? as it is in Athens? Well, I have several, obviously. Um, But to start with, um, starting today, uh, we have it. Starting today is move-in for the on-campus residence halls. So it's it's wonderful that that OU is coming back. Um, You know, when you you spoke to economic impacts, you know, the the online courses, uh, you know, that, 
OU transitioned to in 2020, that had a huge impact on our local economy because there was less people shopping in the city of Athens. Uh, but anyway, um, we've got uh, move-in going on as we speak, and that'll continue on for the next few days, and then courses, you know, classes starting up next week. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, obviously, comes a level of concern because we have individuals coming back into the city, and uh, it's not the individuals themselves, what they might be bringing with them that troubles me a little bit. Mm-hmm. The, uh, as you had indicated, um, you know, our younger population, age 11 and under, uh, are not eligible for the vaccine. In my conversation with Dr. Gaskell, it looks like uh, the FDA authorization for using Pfizer um, or whatever the vaccine is that they're testing for that age group will likely not happen until or be authorized until mid-November. Yet classes start up next week for K through 12. And uh, that's another population that I am worried about because they aren't able, they aren't eligible to receive the vaccine. So therefore they're, they are vulnerable. Although I will share this in my conversation with, Dr. Tom Gibbs, superintendent for the Athens City School District, and that is that he indicated to me that uh, 90%, maybe a little higher than that, but 90% of the Athens City School District faculty and staff um, are fully vaxxed, which is great news. Uh, I, I was fortunate enough to get a personal tour of East Elementary, uh, which is now open. East and Morrison-Gordon um, have been completed and will be receiving students next week. When I went through, a couple things I made note of as I was walking through. One was the size of the classrooms. They are you know, almost twice as large as they used to be at both East and Morrison-Gordon. So the classrooms or the rooms themselves are larger. The uh, he, he also... Uh, had me pop my head in on their air, air handling system, right. uh, which draw, draws fresh air from outside and, and does its thing to it and then moves it through the building. Um, and so I have, uh, I have high hopes that given those two factors, that, that uh, and, and two factors being faculty being fully vaccinated and, and the, the, the new building design, that that may help in uh, at least lower the risk slightly for that population. But, Dave, that's, that's uh, troublesome for me, too. Um, you know, then, you know um, um, I have developed some very close friends in Meigs County, and they're very much in the know. They're very active down there. And um, even buildings that aren't brand new, um, like the two you mentioned, our new Morris and Gordon and our new East, um, older buildings at other school districts, other county systems have had these upgrades in the last four to six months of their air handling systems. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's really quite a science. So, um, we'll keep our fingers crossed that that makes a big difference. Yeah, there, it is a science. You know, we changed the, um, air handling system, not the entire system, but we added uh, some elements that 
help with the purification of the air in all city buildings, and in particular, the community center sure. uh, and Arts West, uh, but certainly the, the city building, the law building, other buildings that, that uh, have office spaces in them or that people frequent. So, yeah, it's a science, that's for sure, Dave. Uh, I, <laughs> I hope it's good science, good. But, uh, it, but yes. Uh, there's, I, I've heard that a lot, but there's upgrades. Um, I am not tracking as to whether the system at West Elementary, uh, which will still be the, the swing building for the, what is it, pre-middle school or uh, whatever it's called. It's, the, it's grades four through six mm-hmm. that will be attending the Plains Elementary. But... Uh, uh, I know my daughters will spend a year at West Elementary as fourth graders, and then in 2022, 2023 school year, will attend the uh, newly remodeled uh, Plains Elementary School for fifth and sixth grade, and then they'll transition to the middle school. So it's it's uh, there has been a significant change in the grade levels for the buildings here in the city of Athens and in the Plains. Yeah, I'll be. I'm sure other parents would say this too. I'll be glad when it gets back to normal. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in order, to, you know, what's that expression? Um, something you have to crack an egg. Um, anyway, you can't you can't make something good without making a bit of a mess first. Something like bit that. of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Well. Um, how about your concerns about the business community? Oh, I'm always concerned about the business community, Dave. I, I, uh, I mean, we're struggling here. Sure, sure. And um, some have it far worse, I'm sure. Um, but um, I, I, you know, they've they've come out with some programs, PPP one, PPP two different things like that, and that helped along the way. But we're not through this thing yet, and both those programs have come and gone. Um, you know, what, what What are you hearing about things for the health of your business, your economic community? Well, what I, what I have heard is that the American Rescue Plan Act, which is the, the most recent version of uh, the CARES Act, which we all remember from 2020, um, that there is there is, there's still uh, business relief funding that is within the the ARPA, what I refer to as ARPA, the American Rescue Plan Act uh, money, which is you know 1.9 trillion dollars that has been uh, pushed out nationwide. The city will be receiving. Uh, approximately $2.5 million through the state allocation uh, via the federal allocation. And it is can be used for things like revenue loss. Uh, the city of Athens, we lost a, a substantial amount of revenue coming in to our, uh, you know, water treatment plant, uh, wastewater treatment plant, um, even our garbage fund 
for the city of Athens, all a lot of the proprietary funding, um, when you don't have a large number of individuals, uh, students here in the city of Athens, you know, you don't have as much, you know, water use going on on campus. That, you know, that's our largest water accounts are university residence halls and other facilities on campus. And uh, in 2020, we certainly saw the impact of that on our revenue coming into the city. We can fix uh, that, you know, real easily. <laughs> and how, how so? Just have Moms Weekend four times a year. Oh, there you go. There you go. The highest water <laughs> consumption annually is Moms Weekend. Okay. Um, so we can so we can use uh, some of the American Rescue Plan to uh, offset that revenue reduction that we saw. Uh, we can use it for a number of different things for the city of Athens. We. Uh, have a couple things in mind um, in working with council. One is that you know the city of Athens, our telecommunications um, and broadband basically has been operating off of a, uh, a microwave shot up on Roosevelt um, on North Hill mm-hmm. and up by Highland Park, uh, and it's a system that is you know, 12 to 14 years old uh, in the technology world. That's really old. Mm-hmm. Um, we have done some upgrades to it, but it's a system that, that truly needs to be replaced. You know, <laughs> during the summer when we have full foliage, we struggle sometimes just getting that microwave shot to reach engineering and public works right. Um, right. Or, or the service garage. And so one of the things that we are looking at is you know, we've been putting conduit underground with almost every street project, major street projects going on. Uh, we have roughly six and a half miles of conduit underground. And uh, so one of the, the plans for a portion of our American Rescue Plan dollars is to finally thread that conduit with fiber and uh, get fiber to all the city buildings for reliable connectivity and uh, but one of the other things that we can do with it uh, with having fiber underground is we have a you know a, a branch of that conduit runs down court street and one possibility with the fiber is to have uptown wi-fi free mm. wi-fi right uh, on court street which would be wonderful for people to be able to sit outside and have your computer open on brennan's parklet and you know doing work um or whatever um you know the other thing is that we have a lot of really old security cameras on court street and talking with with police chief tom Pyle is also while we're doing this let's replace those cameras with upgraded high-res cameras uh from a security standpoint again all these things are permissible by the way under the rules for the american rescue plan um, there's, uh, at the, the state level, there is allocation for, uh, in the federal level, uh, of, for being able to use the American Rescue Plan dollars for, uh, rent relief, which is wonderful news. So there's, you know, state programs for rent relief for individuals that they can apply for. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of different, uh, uses of both state allocation, which I think is about $13 billion, a lot of money there, 
Um, and then there's the... You know, if um, someone is just living in a community, and maybe they own a rental, or maybe they have their own problems, whatever, the point is, how are they supposed to know about these things? Yeah, you know, that's a good, that's a good point, Dave. Uh, you know, I get these news blasts every now and then. I try to push them out during my press conferences. Um, but it's, in my opinion, you know, getting that out to the public, to where the public understands that there's these things out there, I don't think it's that it has been effectively done, uh, if it's been done at all. You know, it's... Uh, I it's, mean, this the SBA... We have an office here, a uh, part of the university, um, the S- Small Business Development Center. And they do a good job, but there's other things too. And I, I don't get word about them, and I'm sure we here could um, would be interested in some of those. Uh, and And we're pretty much in the know, so... If there's just the average business on um, name whatever street you want, how do they get the word? Yeah. You know, Dave, one of the things, and maybe this is something that uh, Scott, and I'm sure Scott's in the room with you. No, he's, he's, uh, oh, he is here. Okay. (laughs) Okay. It's because Scott's really quiet. Yeah. Um, uh, Wait a minute. Use your mic, dude. Okay. I've been here, Steve, and good morning. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Scott. Yes, I'm being quiet there. to listen to all this great information you are providing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, you know, Scott, maybe you uh, could start doing some sleuthing um, at the state level, you know, to see, just Google American Rescue Plan Act uh, funding or mm-hmm. funds mm-hmm. Um, and uh you know, you're likely to be able to pull down. I've not done this, but you're, you know, more than likely there is a repository there of the different programs. I understand that the state has, oh, it's in the 20s, uh, 20 different buckets, if you will, uh, of programs for money allocation and what, what it can be used for. So, but uh, anyway, back to your point, Dave, I, I, I don't even receive information stating at the state level, here's things you can't apply for. Now, there are some things I see, for sure, um, but not when it comes to resources for businesses uh, or for people who rent yep. homes or apartments. Uh, yeah, it's. I don't think it's being pushed out as, as well as it could be. I have a friend who has 88 rentals. I have one. I can't imagine having 88 with all the problems I have with just one. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't imagine that. But anyway. But, and I have zero. Yeah. I have zero. My, my renters are my daughters. There you go. <laughs> well, they, that that's, uh, well, never mind. Um, okay, so let, let's talk about. Um, Here's some info if you want something on American Rescue Plan. Okay. Uh, it goes to individuals who made less than 80000 to married couples who made less than one sixty, and to heads of tax households who made less than 120000 Well, that's a large number in Athens, so that c- could qualify. 
that is a large number. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. That's, 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 uh, that's great information to get out because I think that there's a lot of people who, like, I didn't know I was eligible for that. So. Yeah. That's, um, Scott, that's you and I dig into that in the next um, 48, 72 hours, whatever, and try to get somebody to be on the show with us. Okay. Let's move on, uh, Steve, because uh, there's so many things to do today. Um, so there's a new thing, Dora, right? And, right. Um, there seems to be a little confusion about the Dora District. So I was at a um, social event last night, and they said it's the fir- it's the block between Washington and um, let's see what would that next street be. Um, help me, help me. Well, let me let me yeah. <laughs> but, I'll lay out the the general footprint of the designated. I went to a a map today, and there was an actual graphic, and it shows basically all of the downtown. Yeah, pretty much. So which is it? Yeah, designated outdoor refreshment area is what it is, and it's permissible under the Ohio Revised Code. Uh, You have to apply for it, and you have to go through several hoops, but we did so. Um, And the footprint is basically uh, Carpenter... um, all the way down to Union on Court Street, and then down Union Street to the and, to the depot. To the depot, correct. Uh, and as far as I think, uh, Star of India, or yeah, yeah, certainly beyond Ciro. Right. Okay, um, so, so the whole really large. the whole area that I would hope would be included is. But I was in a group last night that said it was no the. First stage is just from Washington to uh, again. What's this? West, West Union, yeah. State or Union? And no, no. It's much larger than that. It's and it's hemmed in on Court Street anyway uh, by Congress and College Street, but it does not include Congress and College Street. Got it. So it's substantial the yeah. size of this. Yeah. And uh, what it is, uh, it, it isn't active right now. It ended last weekend. It ended on Sunday. Oh, this was a temporary thing? Well, the way we set it up is that the Dora goes live um, the week after commencement at Ohio University. And uh, so it, it becomes active, and then it runs through the summer, and then it it basically is shut down or turned ah. off the week before move-in. So it's a summer. So it's a summer-only uh, thing. Summer only event. Uh, we had a cruise in. The Lions Club had a cruise in right. on Court Street, right. and it was the Dora was live at that point in time, and it was pretty cool that people could you could, you know, get a, a drink in a Dora cup. It's a specific cup that yeah. they can only that you can only have. You can't walk out with a, you know, a, a beer bottle in your hand or a mixed drink and a glass. It has to be in these Dora cups, but people could have get a, a, a beer or wine or whatever mm-hmm. and walk out and walk around, you know, these classic cars and check them out if they chose to. Uh, and, uh, or you could have a drink and sitting on the courthouse steps or on a park bench uptown or in Armory Park. Armory Park is in the Dora as well. Um, so, uh, but it's a summer only thing. It's a summer only thing. Okay. Right. right. And well, it was uh, pretty successful this summer. It was short because we only got approval from the uh, 
Ohio Department of Commerce. We got approval, I want to say it was uh, July in the teens, uh, mid-July. Okay. And uh, at that point, the DORA went live, I believe it was the 27th or 28th of July. Um, so it had three weekends, a three-weekend run this year. But again, all indicators was that it was successful and there was no negative issues that came up. And we'll do it again in 2022. So it's a, we're authorized to do it for five years, uh, during which time if we deem that it's a success for the city and for commerce, because that's what it's designed for, then uh, we can renew for another five years after that. But a summer-only event, that's the, that's the key. I didn't know that. Yes. I thought that this was something that was, uh, once it was imposed, it was uh, there. But it's just summers. Okay. Yep. At least at the present time. All right. right. Now, um, let's see. We had a hell of a rain yesterday, right? We did. And we did. Um, different, I, I think I heard five inches overnight, something like that, depending on where you were. So high water events. Um, the city's had to deal with a few recently. Talk, talk to that sp- Point. Yes, um, I, we did have a significant amount of rain over an extended period of time. Uh, I think it was you know, raining basically for 10 to 12 hours straight. Um, and so I, you know, my first fear is Richland Avenue. Richland Avenue, which has Coach Run mm-hmm. that runs down through it. Um, and Coach Run, interestingly, goes through private properties, uh, a, a large number of sure. the, the properties along Richland Avenue that have Coach Run in the backyard that their property, you know, uh, <laughs> has Coach Run in it, uh, which poses its own set of challenges. Uh, the other challenge is that with high water events here in Athens and, and kind of sticking with the Richland Avenue corridor, is that um, the Hawking River which was dredged back, as you know, when they rerouted it back in the 1960s, late 60s, um, has over time slowly, you know, been rising, believe it or not, you know, because it silts in. A lot of silting taking place. That has kind of posed some problems. Let me me just ask about that for a minute. Sure. Um, There used to be a regular, uh, once they realized, okay, Andy Anderson or Aura Anderson, was very critical of the design of the Hocking River. Um, he said the way it is was done when it was rerouted uh, encourages silt, and he has far more. He had far more knowledge about this sort of thing than I do. But when it seems to me not all that many years ago we used to have every summer some desilting processes going on and i haven't seen it in recent years right well you know where i have seen it um dave is is kind of out your way um when i say out your way out on the east side of the city in the yeah. river where you'll see a, a a backhoe out there dredging along the banks Uh, One of the things that I learned about that is you cannot dredge below the water line uh, 
along the Hawking River. You have to wait till the water's low and then get the backhoe and start right. scooping silt out. Uh, but what I haven't seen, Dave, is kind of what you're getting at. You know, as you go further west um, along the Hawking in Athens, uh, I've not, I don't recall seeing any dredging for a long time, if ever, um, upriver here in Athens. Uh, and I, I believe that it, it does need to be done. I don't, rem, I don't know for sure whether it was the Hawking Conservancy or, you know, who it was that does the dredging, but it is being done, um, especially on the western fringe of the city, on, on down near Lowe's and Walmart in that area. Um, but, uh, anyway, the, the silting, you know, is the main channel silts. What happens if you think about it, the, the riverbed is rising. And of if the course. riverbed's rising where the confluence of Coates run or even Margaret Creek for that matter comes in, it can almost cause, you know, a backup of anything trying to flow into the main channel of the Hawking river. But anyway, we did have, uh, you know, a significant rain event yesterday. Um, luckily, as I was driving down, I drove it yesterday morning, uh, drove it again this morning, and I didn't see nearly what I saw, gosh, what was it, a, a month or so ago when we had three inches of rain that came down in one hour. Mm. You know, there we had a true flash flood that came down Richland Avenue, um, and it was, it was pretty bad. Uh, in terms of the impacts on businesses, um, especially those that are further down near the OUN. Mm. Um, yeah, it was uh, uh, it was not good. So we're going to keep working with the Corps of Engineers. We were supposed to meet with them, of all things. Here's the irony behind all this, is that we were supposed to have a meeting yesterday morning, I think it was at 9 o'clock, with the U.S. Corps of Engineers. They canceled. Um, they were their office, the, the district office, is out of Huntington, West Virginia, and uh, it may have been that they were experiencing water challenges, high water as well, and were not able to come up. So uh, up to Athens, that is. So anyway, we will continue to engage with the Corps to work through solutions on, um, in particular, the Richland Avenue corridor. Let's, um, let's talk about arts, parks, and rec. Now, um, I've I've got a neighbor girl who just loves the pool, and she's a friend of ours. Now, um, I've heard. First of all, I'm not sure she's accurate in some of the stories she tells, but so there's been a mess, right? With the oh, the, the lifeguards and everything, and and. There's all sorts of different stories floating around, but you're the mayor. What's going on? Well, <laughs> thank you, yes, as being the mayor. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> the disappointing thing for me is that I was completely unaware of, of any issues down at the pool when it came to hours in which lifeguards were working. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I was unaware until I believe it was the weekend of the 24th that um, but or the 23rd maybe that lifeguards were 
basically quitting in mass. Uh, very disturbing for me to find that out at the last minute uh, mm-hmm. when I did. And, um, you know, that there, there were things that, that uh, in hindsight, that could have been done differently. Um, adjusting some of the hours for the pool and the use of the pool, which could have mitigated the hours in which our lifeguards were working down there, the extensive hours they were working. Uh, I was quite honestly shocked when I found out that the pool was closed or uh, going to be closed for the week of the 26th through through the the 30th or whatever it was that week. Um, It's going to be closed uh, the whole week? It it was, but this is back in July. Um, So it was closed? Correct. Okay. Right. Well, there's, there's been a lot of public. stories uh, published, and and we haven't participated in any of them, but um, some of them seem to be very rumorous, and others seem to be like they're trying to be factual. The bottom line is, what's the status of our pool now? Well, the status of the pool is it's still open. It's open, again, with... Um, they had to adjust the hours in which the pool is used. Um, I believe that the pool is open Fridays through Sundays. Um, the splash pad is is open all the time mm-hmm. um, because that's an area that can run all the time and can be kind of fenced off from the rest of the pool. Um, I'm not 100% sure as to what... Monday through Thursday is looking like down at the pool, other than I do know that there is um, some lap swimming that takes place um, down there in the mornings at the pool. Uh, But, you know, we uh, are currently interviewing for a new director of Arts, Parks, and Recreation. Um, I have uh, an interview this Friday um, with with uh, our top candidates, um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, you know, the former director uh, for Arts, Parks, and Recreation, uh, her last day was the 13th of August. So, uh, like I said, we, but we have been, uh, I was given notice of resignation 30 days prior, it was mid July that I was given that notice, July 14th, I believe it was. Uh, and uh, it was at that point that we immediately put word out that we were starting a search, uh, got ads in the paper and all that, and had quite a few people apply, uh, which was great. Um, and we believe we've landed on, uh, like I said, the best candidates possible. Um, some pretty impressive individuals. And so, like I said, Friday I'll start doing the final interviews and hopefully have someone in place in the not-too-distant future. And when I say that, hopefully within the next couple of weeks. Okay. And, of course, the Arts, Parks, and Rec Board, will they have any involvement in that? In the search itself? No. Okay. No. Just wondered. All right, well... Let's, let's try to get that one on track. Um, Stimson Avenue, Mercy. Um, I have to travel it every day to pick up our mailbox uh, mail and all of that. Um, 
Some days it's not too bad. Other days it is bumpier in hell. Yesterday it was. So, um, but it, you can see them making real progress. And then they'll have one side nice, and then they'll start on the other side, right? Correct. Correct. <laughs> and Well, now the upside of the other side yeah. is that is that the north side, which is the side that's under construction now, Dave, that you just indicated. Yep. Uh, and I, by the way, I, I drive it daily as well, uh, sure. at least Monday through Friday. Um, it, it had the lion's share of utilities underground. Nice. Um, and so there was a lot of utility. The storm drain is on that side, the main storm. Uh, gas lines, water lines, sewer lines, you know, all that, which is why that has been uh, such a long project on that side. And I think there's a lot of people who are thinking, oh, my, is the other side going to be this long, too? The answer is no. Okay. Uh, because they're, you know, they're there's little utility on the other side. So it'll go much more quickly on the south side of the street. Um, you know, Truco, who's the, the contractor on this particular project, was working Monday through Saturday, uh, basically around the clock, 24 hours, uh, from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. All of Stimson was completely closed down uh, so that... Truco could get caught up. One of the things they experienced down on Stimson Avenue was unknown utilities underground. Um, you know, so Stimson Avenue, which was, you know, the present Stimson Avenue, uh, or the one that we knew of last year anyway, was built in the late 1960s, early 70s. Um, prior to that, you know, it was a much different road. And prior to that, it was the railway spur that came up and hauled Athens blocks out of Athens back in the day because Athens blocks was down there. And so there's things that uh, certainly we knew where all the city utilities were. We knew where the storm drain system was. Uh, Columbia Gas knew where their gas main was. You know, all that we knew. But as Truco got into it and started removing the surface and getting down below, they were running into pipes that showed up on no maps. Uh, we even looked at the old 1936 Sanborn maps of Stimson Avenue, and wow. they came across the you know, Truco came across the 12-inch gas main underground that again didn't show up on any maps, and it wasn't even on it didn't even show up on the the Sanborn maps. Huh. Um, contact Columbia Gas, Columbia Gas came out and looked at it, and they said, "Yeah, not ours. We don't know what that line is." So. There was a lot of challenges with Stimson that Truco was unknowingly bumping into. Um, and that certainly slowed down the project. It, it created a situation to where they had to do a lot of re-engineering as to where things would go and how to do things. Uh, but again, back to the other side. Once, they're taught, once they've put the asphalt down and the sidewalks are completed on the north side, they will quickly transition to the south side, pull up the road surface, pull off the sidewalks, redo the south side, and, uh, you know, we're pressing them to complete the roadway and the sidewalks by November. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But what won't get done, and this is good for everyone to know, is the, the um, 
putting in the landscaping and the grading of the landscaping that will uh, and that was part of the original plan anyway that that would not be completed till spring of 2022 uh, and that's still the plan so you know okay. it won't look you know landscaping wise pretty and everything but we will have a brand new road surface and brand new sidewalks up and down Stimson Avenue from East State Street to the new roundabout. Well, the new uh, sidewalk on the side they're working on now looks remarkable. It does. So it does. Um, I, I'm sure it's going to be a neat thing once it's done. But you're saying November, except for the landscaping stuff. Cor- correct. Okay. Correct. That's Unless a, we it's had hard to uh, imagine that it can that the other side will go that quickly. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, now, as long as we our, don't have uh, you know a week or two of high water events like we had yesterday yeah. we should we should be good <laughs> now is there another um street or section of town that uh, well now stimson's done let's do this one there is and this was again uh, in the in the plans back in 2019 uh actually even before that 2018 with west union um and we did receive Ohio Department of Transportation funding for West Union, which would be widening of West Union. And uh, because, you know, on Weenie Wednesday, we had some pretty interesting challenges out on West Union uh, with traffic stacking and people trying to turn and so on and so forth. So that'll be a 2022 project um, at this point. So uh, and then we have a 2023-2024 project, which is redoing the streetscape uptown on Washington and State Street to where uh, those streets in between Congress and college will look like West Union between court and Congress uh, when we did the beautification project. Oh, oh, and, oh. Uh, the, like the, um, the benches and yeah. trees yeah. and things. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay. So that's... 2023, um, we don't really have anything at this point on the books for 2024, 25. So, uh, so that's the plan, Dave. Um, I like it. All right. Yeah. Um, let's see here. I've got a whole bunch of things uh, written down, and we have less than a minute. So that doesn't work, how about, does it? How about census? That's okay, quick. real quick. Real quick. So we got our census numbers for the city of Athens, and uh, – uh, when we compare the 2020 biennial census numbers to the 2010 biennial census, the city of Athens grew by the grand number of 17 people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So are we are we 25,001? No, we are not. Okay. Uh, check this out. Uh, the we, we are. We got 10 seconds. 23,839. Okay. Um, is our, our number. <laughs> the county went down, unfortunately, by twenty by 2,326 people. Steve, we're out of time. Have a great day. <laughs> In our 71st year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Stacey Lynn in Washington. Stark contrasts are emerging about conditions on the ground in Afghanistan. CBS's Stephen Portnoy begins our coverage with the view from the White House. The president vows the U.S. will remain in Afghanistan until the Americans who want to leave are evacuated. He insisted the situation at Kabul airport has come under control, and he tells ABC the Taliban is cooperating. No one's being killed right now. God forgive me for if I'm wrong about that, but no one's being killed right now. Mr. Biden was asked if he believes the Taliban has changed. He said no. I think they're going through sort of an existential crisis about do they want to be recognized by the international community as being a legitimate government? I'm not sure they do. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News. Meanwhile, the desperation is still very apparent in Kabul. CBS's Cammie McCormick is at the Pentagon.